Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. Coming in as hot as ever. Traffic in Missoula is ridiculous, but here we are. Welcome in. Nuana is now. Bunch to get to today. I'm Coulter Nuana. It's broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I did just pull into the parking lot a little winded, but I uh, had some client meetings today, and uh, one was on the other side of town. So had to beat feet over here with thanks to Reese for hooking me up, helping me out. We're broadcasting to you live, like I mentioned, on the uh, from the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula. Go check them out. The corner of Stevens and Mount, largest inventory of trucks in the entire Northwest, the entire Pacific Northwest. You want to see the entire inventory? Go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. You want to watch us on the YouTube Go check it out. YouTube's looking kind of sweet. Everything around here is looking kind of sweet. We got our ESPN hats, our new ESPN hats. We're going to start doling those out. We also got our new mic stands here. Courtesy of Northwest Motorsport. You guys actually just saw Liz on the TV for the first time ever, too. I got a little TV delay here, so I know what, I, uh, what I'm doing. But Liz, our wonderful office manager here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, she's leaving us soon. Very sad about this, but... Uh, She's the one that always drops off the outline right before the show. And uh, there you got a little glimpse of her glowing blonde locks. We'll miss her a lot around here. But regardless, YouTube's looking good. Thanks to Tommy and Reese for getting that all set up. Good graphics. Keep on subscribing. It's a good way to get an alert you know, as uh, for either the live version of Nuanas now or the archive version as well. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. You want to stream the show, go to the uh, station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live tab. You'll find the live stream. You want to be a part of this show? You want to hit me up? Got questions? Got comments? Got concerns? Call me. Text me. 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Big show when it comes to recruiting today. Montana. They got a big domino today. Caden Hewitt, the quarterback from Helena High, who is widely considered the top prospect in the state of Montana. I'm not calling the best player, but the top prospect. Three-star guy, uh, six-foot-four quarterback. He committed to the Montana Grizzlies to, uh, this morning. He will join us on this show, uh, likely tomorrow. He's on his way back from uh, his array of campus visits, as it were. 
So we will look forward to uh, hearing from Caden tomorrow. I've seen him live and in person. Also hearing about five minutes, Sam Alford, three-star receiver out of Park City, Utah, who committed last week. He'll also join us. Uh, his younger brother, Eli Alford, the nephew of Tony Alford. Tony Alford, the assistant head coach at Ohio State. Eli Alford, a guy I think is going to be a breakout star for the Montana Grizzlies here this fall. Second segment, about 4.30, Sadie Henderson's going to join us. She's an outstanding runner who grew up in the Bitterroot Valley. She ran her high school track at Corvallis. She then competed at Boise State and then the University of San Francisco. And most recently, she competed in the United States Olympic track and field trials. So we've been trying to get a hold of Sadie for a little while. Finally, was able to touch base with her. So we'll be excited to tell the uh, story of a Bitterrooter who made it all the way to the uh, largest stage in the United States track and field at the U.S. track and field trials. That'll be fun to have Sadie on. Another quote-unquote poll out today, Hero Sports released their top 25. i got to give you a public service announcement that I'll continue to give you. These aren't polls. Polls are when people vote in them. The Athlon Sports poll is not a poll. That's Craig Haley's power rankings, basically. Craig Haley does a great job covering uh, FCS football on a national level. But his top 25 is his top 25. It's not a poll. Just as this Hero Sports, it's it's just two guys. And I think Brian McLaughlin's actually even off the beat now for FCS. So it might even just be one guy. Our good buddy Sam Herter, who joins us here on Nuanas now all the time. But uh, still interesting, the intrigue. Five Big Sky teams in the Hero Sports Top 25. So we'll get to that. Uh, but remember, the polls are what people vote in. The stats, FCS Top 25 pool. Well, I have a vote in that poll. Uh, that's 160-plus voters. That's a poll. That's a real poll. The FCS Coaches Poll, which I believe is 26 coaches from across the country. That's a real poll. Uh, these are not polls. So I'll continue to remind you of that. Hour number two, <laughs> we're really rolling the dice on this one. We've been doing what is one of my favorite segments, and I know it's one of your favorite segments as well, Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports with our good friend Carolyn, for about two years now. Well, She's never done it live. She's not going to be in studio today, but we are going to call Carolyn. We are going to have her on the show live for the first time. We're rolling the dice because Carolyn brings the fire. She has great content. But when we pre-record our segments, I have never had one that I did not have to edit (laughs) to make sure it uh, hit FCC regulations. So... We'll see. I told her she has to keep it clean. There's no other choice. Uh, it's the only way that it's going to uh, sail around here. So regardless, uh, Carol and Schroeder bring some laughs at the top of the hour. We're also going to have interesting conversation about um, the longevity of athletes and, and are we starting to see, first of all, the longevity of athletes has been redefined already. Guys are playing longer, lasting longer than they ever have before. But the guys that are at the forefront of that, the, the, the guys that seem immortal, they're starting to digress a little bit. Are we seeing the beginning of the end for some of the all-time great athletes, particularly of the modern generation? And then, of course, we'll give you a little update on the Missoula Paddleheads. We have the Paddleheads game tonight at 7.05. They lost last night. A very rare occasion the Paddleheads lose uh, this season. We'll give you a little update on the Paddleheads, and we'll also give you uh, a little preview of the NBA Finals as well. Uh, the other big piece of news today Besides Caden Hewitt committing to the Grizzlies, he's hell on a high quarterback. Caden Hewitt uh, threw for 1,571 yards, 21 touchdowns last year, and leading hell on a high to the quarterfinals of the Class AA playoffs for the second year in a row. I've seen Hewitt live in person, and uh, I'll give you a little more evaluation here a little later on. Uh, but he is he's a talented guy. He's, he's athletic. He's got a great arm, and uh, he's got a lot of potential. So it is a big get for, for Montana. The other piece of news, though, out of the state of Montana today, and this one makes me happy because this young man joined us yesterday and he has a great story. Noah Borchard, he's from Huntley Project. He was selected this morning as the Montana Gatorade Boys Track and Field Athlete of the Year. Uh, he had a, uh, one of the great track seasons in the entire state this last spring. It came to an abrupt halt because of the fact that he tore his hamstring on the second day of the Class B meet, so he did not get to chase what almost certainly would have been uh, state championships in the 110 hurdles as well as the long jump, maybe even the triple jump as well. He did win the high jump and the javelin, but he didn't get to do, do the entire 5 people. But happy for him, happy that he was able to uh, finish his career with a bang. The fact that he's committed to Colorado last week, so he's got his college choice ironed out, and also the fact that he gets this prestigious award as the Montana Gatorade Track and Field Athlete of the Year. 
Uh, excited for Noah Borchard. If you want to check out his interview from yesterday's Senior Spotlight, you can do that on the podcast. Just go N-U-A-N-E-Z on any of your podcast hosting platforms. That'll get you there. Noah Borchard joined us yesterday as part of our uh, Senior Spotlight. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Okay, Sam Alford's going to join us in just a quick minute. Sam uh, is parking. He's he's driving, so he's being responsible. I'll pull it over. Uh, but Sam Alford, I guess now the fourth known commit, or the third the third total uh, for this upcoming class. Uh, he joins Marcus Evans, who's also from Helena High. So two, two Bengals. Two uh, Bengals are going to be future Grizzlies here from in-state guys. And then Sam Alford, the lone out-of-state commit so far for the University of Montana Grizzlies. He's a three-star receiver from Park City, Utah. So a guy that uh, comes with a lot of pedigree. And uh, he's got some family ties as well. So we'll catch up with him with in just a quick minute here. Um, about his commitment to Montana a few weeks ago. I've actually heard stories about Sam's family for quite some time because Tony Alford, he once upon a time had some ties to both Arizona State and Colorado State. I can't remember the specifics of it, but he's a guy that was close with Bo Beck, former defensive line coach at uh, Montana State. And so I've been hearing about Tony Alford for quite some time, and Tony Alford has risen up through the coaching ranks, now the assistant head coach at The Ohio State University. So uh, good football lineage for the Alford boys. Without further ado, we now go to the Rankish Brothers RV phone line and welcome in Sam Alford. He's a three-star receiver from Park City, Utah, and one of the most recent commitments to the University of Montana. Sam, great job being safe. Thanks for pulling over, not driving while you're talking on the phone. How you doing, my man? What's going on? I'm doing great. I just got home from the gym and training. I'm just living life up here in Park City, about to start team camp next week, you know? Tell us about the, the the preparation now for what will be your senior year because uh, you, you just committed to the University of Montana. I'm sure that is a, a great relief, also a great piece of joy for you. But also, I've seen this a lot, cover recruiting throughout the years. Oftentimes when guys get that decision out of the way, it's go time then for summer leading into your senior year. So how are you feeling going into the training? And uh, does that provide a little bit of relief, kind of knowing where you're going for, your, for college uh, after your senior year is finished? Yeah, no, it's um, it's the, it's the best. Honestly, we all go through this recruiting process with the stress, and really, it's hard to focus on your team when you're trying to focus on what you want in the future. But knowing where you're going, it really helps me just focus on my team. We just stepped up to five A, so we're playing a lot bigger teams, and uh, my team's gonna need me this year. So it's really nice to just be super locked in on training and helping my team. I'm going for the captain role this year. And I've been coaching up all my wide receivers, and I think we're going to do great things this year. So that's my biggest um, goal after my commitment is just getting right back into hard work and focusing more on my team That now that I don't have to focus on all the other stuff that was flying around my head. Well, Utah certainly has awesome high school football. Moving up to the 5A level, that would be uh, an awesome jumping competition for you. Uh, but your recruiting really heated up all the way through your junior year as well. I know you had offers from several of the academies, including Army, Navy, Air Force, as well as some other big sky offers as well, Idaho, Southern Utah, uh, schools like that, and also some Ivy League offers as well. So you must be a pretty darn good student. But take us through the recruiting process. When did Montana first land on your radar? I know your brother Eli plays up here, so obviously a little bit of an inside look at the program. But just take us through it all. When did Montana first get a hold of you, and how did the recruiting process all play out? So with my brother being there, it really helped with my connections there and, like you said, the inside look of the program. But um, after I got my first offer from Army in the winter during track winter track season, and after that, that's where I took off. Um, Montana got a hold of me, I think, were my second offer after Army, and Navy and our Air Force soon followed after that. But it was it was a really easy decision. I fell in love with the school really early, and as much as I, as much as the recruiting process was fun, I didn't want to take the time with, with the spots coming down to it. But Montana was a huge offer for me, and I knew I wanted to go there. But I needed to go explore schools other than Montana just to see where I would fit in best. But when it came down to it, I came to the same conclusion that Montana is the best fit for me and where I could go win a national championship. So, Sam Alford joining us. He's a wide receiver, recent commit to the University of Montana, and a uh, senior-to-be uh, in Park City, Utah. 
I know your brother went to the Air Force Academy for a brief moment in time at Air Force Prep School, and it's interesting the way Air Force recruits. Because they're an academy, they can oversign compared to other FBS schools, and they put a lot of guys into the academy, which is like a prep school year. Uh, but having an insight, sometimes the academies can be very alluring because it's an ob- obviously an awesome opportunity for you if you can get it done. But also, academy life's not for everybody. It's uh, quite a strain, especially when you want to play Division One football and be a part of one of those. But did, did Eli give you some advice when it comes to that stuff? Because I know that uh, sometimes if you want it to be about football and a great college experience, going away from one of those schools is actually probably uh, a more realistic choice. But did you cons- how hard did you consider the academies and how much did your brother help you with sort of his insight with his time that he spent at Air Force? So I actually consider the academies a lot. Army was one of my top choices as well. Just because of the recruiting and the coaches, I really um, really connected with the coaches there. But like you said, it's not for everyone, and it takes a special person to go to those academies, especially depending on what you're looking for. But Eli did give me, of course, I got Eli's input on how he went to the academy, and I saw how he went through and what he went through. And looking back on my personal traits and how I want to experience college, to just figured out that it wasn't for me. But... It was um it was a good experience to learn exactly what those programs were about and what Eli went through and I just knowing me I didn't want to go through that just like him so tell us about what you like about Montana in general obviously the coaching staffs a very veteran one one that has a lot of years of experience and you're going to be coming in play for an offensive coordinator that I think is one of the best in the country and Tim Rosenbaugh and. Uh, perhaps the most experienced and decorated wide receivers coach in all the FCS. I mean, Brent Pease used to be the offensive coordinator at Florida and Boise State and schools like that. So the coaching staff in general, uh, especially Bobby Halka and some of the guys that you'll be working with closely, uh, what's the relationship like with them and what was their recruiting pitch to you? Um, So I connected a lot with Montana coaches, especially Coach Pease and Coach Halk. Those are um, two amazing men that, inspired me to be the best uh they they really showed me what they would they what they could put turn me into not just a athlete but a student as well just teaching me everything so and i fell in love with the college atmosphere in missoula it was amazing up there and really just couldn't find anything other than that and it just really just stood out to me and like i said just came back to the same conclusion of I always wanted to go to Montana. They play high-level football. The coaching staff will do more than just coach. They teach you lessons. And I think they're going to turn me into the athlete I always wanted to be. So that stood out to me a lot at Montana. Sam Alford joining us. Park City, Utah product. Recent commit to the University of Montana. I also heard you got a twin brother. Is that right? I do. So this dynamic is always fascinating to me because, especially for male twins you always have somebody to compete with you always got somebody to you know throw the ball around with whatever it might be wrestle with you always got somebody to battle with but sometimes twins are inseparable they want to go somewhere my best friends growing up were actually twin brothers that went on to play for the grizzlies but also sometimes twins want to make their own pass and go separate ways for college so uh what's your brother think what's your twin brother think of this decision and do you have any influence on him um so me and my brother have played football our whole life, and honestly, I I can't speak for him where he wants to go, but I do know that it's not, I feel it, I think we want to take separate paths, but if we do end up playing together, I think it would be amazing. But again, I don't know if I have the biggest influence of where he goes, because either way that we're going to support each other no matter what, and we're going to help each other, because being competitive and as much as we fight, or as much as we don't get along, sometimes we'll do anything to help each other out. So as much as it would be fun to play for him, I'm rooting for him wherever he goes. I'm going to support him no matter how I feel. So, But having a twin brother did help me be the athlete I am today. No matter what positions we played, we always competed with each other. And how about your older brother? Eli Alfred, I, th- I think uh, just watching him and some of the progress he made, Last, I guess the last time the Grizz took the field back in 2019, plus some of the feedback I've been hearing out of the program, uh, sounds like he's as big and strong as he's ever been. Uh, but what's that dynamic like, first of all? Because you're a fleet little wide receiver compared to your brother. He's a big old D tackle. So what's it like having an older brother that's uh, maybe playing a completely different position than you ever dreamed of playing? But also, it's probably been fun for you guys to follow him since he came to Montana a couple of years ago. Yeah, so... 
it's always been weird, and I've never actually played a game of football, a real game of football with him. So he did have an influence on my um, choosing Montana because I just I, I I have a really close connection with him, and me and him are very much alike. But being different positions, of course, we're not going to connect over the same position and everything. But it's been a been a blast watching him play over the past couple of years at Montana, and he's really shown me. The, the dues and the connections up there and showed me what they're all about up in Montana. So it's been really nice to watch him. And I'll, and luckily I'll get to play one year with him, which would be amazing just to have the opportunity to do so. So I really appreciate him being up there and helping me out. Sam Alford joining us here on Nuanas Now. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching it, statewide television, SWX Montana TV, coming to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. And Sam joins us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And Sam, t- tell us about uh, your high school experience. What sort of offense have you been running there uh, down in Utah? And uh, how does that maybe translate to the Division One level? Uh, so we, we are a very run-heavy team which sometimes gets frustrating for me, but we also were on, we, in the past year, we've switched to more 50-50 on a four-wide um, offense. So I got to, I thrive there, but I also thrive in my physicality on blocking, which made me stood out to the Montana coaches, which I'm glad. So translating to the Division One level is going to be, of course, a challenge, which it is for everyone. But I, I watching their program, they've, they run really nice fluent offense and an offense I think I'll fit into just fine. So that's what also stood out to me is I looking at their offense and how I'd fit in, they would let me know how I fit in the role I would play, which is exactly the role I play at my high school. So I was, I really I really appreciated that. You mentioned too just the campus and how that was appealing to you. So when did you come on your visit? So I took an unofficial visit I want to say two to three weeks ago on the 25th of June. I went to their camp, and that is where I committed uh, the Friday of the camp. So I ended up staying a couple more days after the camp to just look around the campus and the town and really just get to know where where if I wanted to go to school there coming down because I was coming down to my final three. But after seeing the college campus and the town, it really is just like I felt at home. I was like, I could live here as long as I wanted to, so. Have you thought about what you might want to study in school? Um, yeah, so I want to go into business finance or business law. Beauty. Uh, it's one of the, the Gallagher Business School, one of the best business schools in the region, so uh, that will definitely be an outstanding education for you. When you were up here, did you get a chance to meet uh, any of your future teammates? I'm sure you saw your brother, but did you get a chance to meet any of the other guys? I did, and it was amazing. They were awesome guys that I really fit in with, and it was, and that's also what stood out to me. It was like having a second family already, and I just met them on the day. So that it was amazing, like the way that influenced it as well. Is like you don't really experience that everywhere. So being able to experience that where you're already thinking about going, it was like, all right, like that kind of finalizes it for you. One of the first commits for this upcoming class. And so I know that uh, this day and age, it's so easy to, for everybody to communicate with each other. I mean, I got a hold of you easy, just, you know, message you on Twitter. Here we are. But I know a lot of times guys start talking uh, with other commits, other guys that are getting recruited by the school that they're already committed to. So uh, do you plan on reaching out to other potential recruits? And if so, what's sort of the message? If you're trying to tell guys, hey, come come team up with me. Let's go do something special at Montana. Um, so actually I reached out to um couple I think it was a couple commits on the twenty twenty one class. Yep. And and this was before I uh, committed, um I just asked like what made Montana stand out to you? And we talked for a couple couple minutes and um it was just like he we shared the same concepts, the same same interests. So it was it was really cool and seeing I just scrolled on Twitter a couple minutes ago saying that um that they that we just the quarterback committed so I think I will reach out to a few other guys a few other commits and I will the dynamic just probably saying like just trying to connect because we're going to be spending four or five years together so why not try to connect as early as possible to build bonds that 
can't be broken because that's what makes the team stand out is the family aspect, and that's huge for me. Sam Alford joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's a three-star receiver from Park City, Utah, recently committed to the University of Montana football team. And Sam, a couple more for you. Uh, you mentioned national championship aspirations. That's been something Bobby Houck has been touting since he returned as the head coach of Montana, getting Montana back to dominance, the return to dominance, RTD. So is that something you that you buy into, you believe in, and is that a goal that you're ready to chase when you become a Grizzly? 100%. I have all these. I had all these offers to FBS schools, and a lot of these teams don't go play for a national championship. And one of my biggest things is I want to go play to win, and that's the whole point. I'm a really competitive person, and uh, Coach Houck's aspirations to go win a national championship, I want to go help him fulfill that. And, and the whole team, when I was up there, was really proving that to me that they also are in to win the national championship. So for me, I even in high school, I'll go at any length to, for my team to win a state championship, so I would go any length to go win a national championship, no matter the role I play. Now that you got this out of the way, I know you said it is a relief, but what are your goals now here uh, for the next year or so before, uh, you know, between now and the time you actually report for uh, summer training next summer? What are some of your goals, both individually and, and for the rest of your high school career? Um, I do. Uh, last year, I only made first team all region. In my and 4A, so I'm going for first team all state this year. I'm going to me and my best friends who are also all D1 are going. We're going. I'm going to win a national championship for my head coach. My last year, that's my one of the top goals. So get first team all state and really just I want to play a role in the community for the team. Just I don't want to just be the football player. I want to be high academic and just play a role for the community and really just help my team no matter what it is. So my goal is just to win, go win state with my friends one last year and just have fun, stress-free, and just play football. Last question for you then, Sam. Sam Alford joining us, wide receiver, commit to the University of Montana football team. When you gave the commitment, when you, when you actually said, hey, Coach Elk, I, I want to be a Grizzly. This is what I want my future to be. What was that moment like for you? Because that, that's uh, that's something that people work for, at least in your young life, for your entire life. So what, did, what was it like when you actually did give your verbal commitment and became a Grizzly? Um, it was it was it was unbelievable. It's like you will. I've been playing football my whole life, and you you work for this your whole life, like you were saying. It's like, and the moment I said that, it was like all my hard work and all my training has paid off and it was like the most relaxing relieving thing and the love they showed me that day was amazing it was it was something i can't relive and it really just made me like again feel at home it really stood that college out even more even after my commitment so it was like i i know where i play a role there i know that i'm gonna do great things and ball out there so it, it was just an amazing feeling and uh, something I can't even describe at times. So, well, Sam, we're very happy for you and your family. Look forward to meeting you in person. But in the meantime, have an awesome summer. Good, best of luck with your senior year. We'll be in touch with you throughout the recruiting process. But uh, either way, congratulations to you on making your decision. And thanks so much for joining us here today on Nuanas Now. Of course, thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to see you guys in person, and can't wait to talk again. Sam Alford, Park City, Utah. Man, these kids are so well-spoken. I can't believe it. He just did 20 minutes with me. That's so good. Uh, impressive young man there and an impressive player as well. Three-star recruit from Park City, Utah, and a guy that I know the Grizzlies are excited about. And obviously, as you just heard there, Sam Alford, excited to be a Grizz. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Another good Montana athlete. She's from here. She's from the Bitterroot Valley. Outstanding collegiate career between Boise State and the University of San Francisco, and most recently competed in the United States Olympic track and field trials. She's Sadie Henderson, and she will join us here on Nuanas Now right after this. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. thing that's been fully, totally, completely absent from, from my life that was a big part of my social and professional life is concerts, man. And uh, hear that little Modest Mouse intro. Can't wait to go see Modest Mouse this summer. I got a lineup of about 13 shows I can't wait to go to. So hope to see all of you out there. It's uh, a lot of great music venues here in the Garden City and across the state of Montana, but particularly here in Western Montana. And so excited for concerts to be back. Probably the thing that I've missed the most besides college football, but there's always something to talk about with college football, whether it's recruiting, storylines, games being played or not being played. There's not a lot of storylines that the concert doesn't happen. So happy to have concerts back and excited to see Modest Mouse featuring Isaac Brock, who has uh, got some Montana ties himself. We'll get a little bit more into that. Later on in the summer. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Big news of the day, Caden Hewitt, Helena High quarterback, three-star recruit. Uh, widely considered the top prospect in the state of Montana, committed to the Montana Grizzlies this morning. So that's the first domino of the in-state recruiting battle. His uh, teammate, Marcus Evans, also recruit uh, also committed. He's the first in-state recruit, recruit first in-state commit for the University of Montana. Uh, but that one a little less surprising because his older brother is already a part of the team. And uh, Hewitt, he's the first you know blue chip guy from Montana to commit. So uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. A little bit of analysis on his skill set, and uh, he hopefully will join us here tomorrow. But without further ado, we go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Looking forward to this, Sadie Henderson. She's a native of the Bitterroot Valley. Went to Corvallis High School, ran during her college career, first at Boise State and then at the University of San Francisco, but most recently competed at the United States Olympic Track and Field Trials. Sadie, thanks so much for making some time for us today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. First and foremost, let's talk about the most recent. The United States Track and Field Trials, uh, it only comes around every four years leading up to the Olympics, and it is one of the great spectacles in all of track and field. It's one of my favorite events, period, any sport in the entire world. I love watching people try to qualify to represent their country. And this year was amazing because there was double digits in Montanans that were representing the great state of Montana uh, in Eugene. So just take us through the entire experience. First of all, being at Hayward Field must have been just a thrill because that is one of the meccas of of track and a place I know you've been before uh, to compete in the national collegiate meets, but uh, what did you think of being back in Eugene and competing in the United States Track and Field Championships? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. And I think, um, yeah, so I've been to Hayward before for college nationals, but they redid the stadium. Um, If you got to watch it on TV, a lot of people were telling me that it looked fake from television. Um, And I mean, that's kind of how it felt being there. It was just an immaculate stadium Um, and a little bit out of place because Eugene, Oregon is quite small as a town. Um, um, And then there's just this like incredible infrastructure in the middle of it. but it was cool to be a part of that. And that's the, or this summer is the first year that people have been able to compete in the new Hayward field. Um, and I think coming off of just a crazy year of COVID and having meets be pretty um, shut down and secluded in remote locations, um, it was just super exciting to have that experience with a fairly full crowd, not as full as um, it was not at full capacity, but it was up there. So yeah, it was, it was really great. When did you first think that chasing uh, uh, Olympic trials might be in the cards for you? Um, my 
saw, I guess, a sophomore year eligibility-wise of college. Um, I had a pretty big shift with running where I knew for sure um, I wanted to run post-collegiately and then set myself up to do well at the Olympic trials. So it was it was a five-year process, basically. It's so interesting to me the process of deciding you want to run after college is over because it seems unique compared to almost every other sport because if you want to stay Olympic eligible, it's not like fully going pro, but you do go professionally because you be, be, you get into onto teams that where you have professional level trainers and you, and you can have some sponsors and things like that to help ease the burden. But just tell us about that element of it because it seems as if if you want to pursue track after college, there's certainly ways to do it, but it seems like there's a lot of details that go into it. Yeah, for sure. It's really complicated. I didn't really get a good idea of what that looks like until the summer after college. So going right into the professional time um, of my career. So, and it was kind of just word of mouth. Like um, my coach at the time kind of put my name out there to other coaches um, and other organizations and let them know that I was interested in running after college. And basically I visited some teams and um, was in communication with some of the coaches and um, I heard about this team here in Bend, Oregon. Uh, it's called Little Wing and it's sponsored by an apparel company called Wazelle. And I was just really excited about that because it was, Bend is very similar to Montana and I was coming from San Francisco. Uh, so I was really intrigued by kind of getting back into the mountains and um, getting in a, in a training environment that I was familiar with and super comfortable with. But there are, there are groups scattered all around the country um, and, you know, they all, they all have teams that are very specific to certain events. Um, so I think that's how in college you narrow it down. You just kind of look for what you know will be best for you, the best training environment. And um, yeah, hope that there's a group out there that can suit those needs. So, Sadie Henderson joining us. She is a Corvallis High School product former runner at Boise State and the University of San Francisco, recently competed in the United States Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon. And you mentioned your event, Sadie. The 800 meters, uh, by my estimation, is hell. I don't know how you would ever get talked into running <laughs> such a race. But tell us how you did, because to specialize in this event, uh, it takes perhaps the greatest combination of toughness, strategy, and athleticism, pure you know, burst and speed mm-hmm. of any event. So, how did you first realize that was the event you were special at? And how, how did you possibly convince yourself, man, sprinting, sprinting two laps around the track is what I want to do? Oh, man. <laughs> I have a few ways I can answer this. I guess I'll start in high school. Um, I got lucky in, when I was at Corrales because my coach saw potential in the 800 but didn't throw me into the 800 and preserved probably the, you know, the longing for Um, wanting to run the 800 for college. So I ran cross country in the fall and then I would switch over to sprints. So 100, 200 and 400 and then the relays in the spring. Um, And I was able to really develop both spectrums, the long distance and the sprint side of, um, I guess my, my repertoire. I don't know if that's the right word, but, uh, and then when I got to college, that was when I was able to specialize more on, um, the 800, like bringing both of those things together um, and just focus, fo- focusing in on something in the middle that suited both strengths. Um, and I said that I didn't start thinking about running post-collegiately until my sophomore year eligibility-wise. So it was actually my third year at Boise State. Um, and that was because we got a new coach, um, an assistant coach named Pat McCurry, who was brought in to specifically focus on developing the 800-meter runners on our team. So at that time, I was before he got there, I was still kind of in the place I was in high school where I was going back and forth between um, long distance in the fall and sprints in the spring. And I wasn't really able to like mix those two things together very well. So um, when Pat got there, it was pretty exciting because everything came together. Um, Training got a lot easier and my, my performances got so much better and it became very fun so the 800 was not drooling at all it was kind of like I would get out there and run really fast and I'd step off the track and be like what the heck just happened like where did that come from because I was not trying as hard as I usually am and I just ran like six seconds faster than I was before so I think um it's it's a 
intimidating race, but when you're doing well and it feels like it, you know, it feels like it's suiting my strengths and that like I can, um, work hard in the right ways towards the outcomes that I want. Um, it makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> no question. Sadie Henderson joining us, a Corvallis high school product and a recent competitor at the United States Olympic track and field trials in the 800 meters. And you had an outstanding career during your collegiate career, multiple championships at the Mountain West level and the 800, uh, and obviously set the stage for this opportunity to make a, a run at the Olympic team. But what did you notice was the biggest difference in competition when you step on the track with, uh, you know, among the, the top two dozen 800 meter runners in the entire country? Um, what made the biggest difference now or in college? Sorry, but no, I, I just mean, I mean, you, you were so used to winning this event in, in college. So then when you were lining up in Eugene recently, what's, what's the biggest jump? What, what, what is the thing that, that sets you apart to become an Olympian? I see. I see. Yeah. Um, the 800 is extremely aggressive and very tactical. And so, um, you might notice that in the finals, most of the women have been there before. Um, and some of like, uh, I think Moo who won it, she's new to the, she's 19 years old. So that's not true in her case, but, um, a lot of those women out there have been in those environments before and have learned how to manage sort of the chaos of the event, um, like how how it feels to go through positioning while you're at full speed, basically, um, and not get um, too shaken up if you get jostled around. Um, so I think that that's that's one of the bigger bigger things that are that's needed at that level. So interesting because I watched your race live. And it seemed like that was part of it, right? Is, is they were trying to elbow you out, and it looked like you almost got knocked to the back of the pack, but they were able to rally and, and had a good finish in your heat. But, but is that the next addition then for you to your strategy is sort of learning just the strategic elements of this race at the highest level? Totally. Yeah, it's funny. I think I've gotten so much better at it. And this year, this year especially, I've gotten put into those scenarios a lot um, and have been able to really develop that way. So I'm... Um, yeah, that race, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, I got jostled up the first 200 and I kind of like mentally disengaged for another 200 and then like snapped back into it for the, the last half ish of the race. Um, but it was a huge, I mean, looking back at that, it was a huge learning opportunity for me to realize how I respond in those situations. Um, and I have some tools, you know, to like work through that for the next time, but it's just, it's just part of the journey and like this part of my development. And so, yeah. <laughs> I, I've thought I, I, as you can tell, I love track and field. It's one of my favorite sports. I did not participate in track and field. I was always a baseball guy during the spring, but I love track and field. I think that women's track and field is among, if not the most entertaining female sports that you can possibly watch. And so watching these U.S. Olympic trials was so fun because you see some of these rising stars and, and also girls that have been established for a really long time, like Allison Felix. But for you, two-part question, who did you look up to, if anybody, uh, when you were growing up in the Bitterroot Valley? And what was it like being around, uh, probably not directly around them that much, but being around some of the great track athletes in the entire world and uh, women that you you've probably seen on TV many times. Yeah. Um, I'll say that I guess I had a more narrow, um, I, I didn't really follow the professional realm of track and field until recently. So I looked up to my sister, Whitney, who's five years older than I am um, quite a lot. She went to Colorado state and ran. Um, and so, and then she ended up coaching track afterwards. So through high school and through college, I definitely used her to um, as a model of, you know, what I wanted out of myself as well. Um, and then once I, I think in the last three years or so, I've started to pay a lot closer attention to the professionals um, in the elite, elite world here. And I've, um, I think, yeah, Allison Felix is definitely at the top of my list because um, I think she just represents so much more than what she's doing with running. And she's kind of using the strength that she's, she has from running in like her life and in these like bigger social justice issues. And so um, I am very inspired by her and seeing her walk around at the Olympic trials and like warm up and how she carried herself. Um, I was definitely making some mental notes. Um, she's just, she's just very composed and doesn't have like a huge entourage um, around her or anything like that. And definitely is like there for business, very focused. Um, so yeah. And then I'd say, 
I'm very inspired by Sydney McLaughlin as well. I like how she, um, when you watch her, it feels like she's running in slow motion. It seems like she's just like really dialed in on um, controlling her races and like being, she's very present. And so those are the kind of things that I, I look up to. Sue McLaughlin, a true prodigy. I mean, I remember watching her. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when she was like 17 years old. And now to see her setting these records and doing these things, it's outstanding. And I really hope that track and field can gain some traction because I think some of the most marketable female athletes in the whole world are honestly some of the track stars, which is very cool. Sadie Henderson joining us. She's a native of uh, the Bitterroot Valley, went to Corvallis High School and uh, ran her collegiate track, Boise State and the University of San Francisco. Most recently, competed at the United States Olympic Track and Field Trials. And so tell us now, Sadie, what's next for you? What, what, what's uh, Now that you don't have any college structure, how do you go about pursuing these dreams moving forward? And, and what's sort of the plan here uh, in the immediate uh, next couple months? I will be racing for the next month. Um, there are some sound running meets um, in L.A. and one in Sacramento. I'm going to Sacramento tomorrow, so the race is on Saturday. Um, and I'm going to run a few 800s and then I don't have a schedule built out for August, but I've heard that there are a lot of really fun road miles. So I'd like to try my hand at those. Um, and then the season will end sometime in August or, um, September. So that's the more immediate future. And then I'm just gearing up for the next three years. I'm just trying to reassess. So I've been with this professional team in Bend, Oregon for the past, like through COVID for the past year and a half. Um, and have gotten a much better idea of what it looks like in the professional realm and um, also have a pretty good idea of my needs. And so I'm just reassessing and setting myself up for the next three years. Uh, it's kind of nice, too, that we have we have three years until the next Olympic trials and Olympic Games. Um, and then that means that this next year and a year from now, we'll have a world, which um, is equally as important. So it should be... Um, there should be a lot of momentum going into these next few years. Well, most excellent. Sadie, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. We're very proud of you around here in Western Montana. It's awesome to have somebody from the Bitterroot just down the road from Missoula representing on the national level like you have. So continue chasing your dreams. Best of luck with everything. Maybe we'll catch up with you in the future. But in the meantime, thanks so much for spending some time with us here today on Nuanas Now. Thank you so much, Coulter. Thanks for having me. Sadie Henderson. It's so impressive to me, these athletes from Montana. I mean, Class A, and you're, you're competing on the biggest stage. I know that I'm probably the talk radio guy in the entire country that talks the most about track and field, especially women's track and field. But I'll keep doing it because I just think that it is the most pure sport. I think that there is so many different elements of it that make it so entertaining, fun to watch, marketable. All of the things. I mean, the drama at the U.S. Track and Field Olympic Trials was just, it was second to none. The world record's being broken. I mean, Sadie mentioned Sydney McLaughlin. Her 400-meter hurdles world record, go watch that race. I mean, it is athleticism and toughness personified. Just unbelievable efforts, uh, particularly on the female side of things. But the world records that were set at this Olympic trials, phenomenal. I think that Team USA goes locked and loaded into the Olympics. And I'm very, very excited for it. It was also just so fun following all of the variety of athletes with Montana ties, whether it was uh, the four Montana State current athletes that competed or the former athletes from Montana like uh, Sadie Henderson. So we appreciate Sadie joining us. And uh, these are just good interviews. So we're just going to continue to round up some of the people that did compete because I also think that that element of sort of quote unquote going pro when you can't really go pro but you have to go pro. It's just such a, uh, an interesting deal. But it's so indicative of loving the sport that you compete in because you cannot grind and endure the grind and endure the financial challenges unless you absolutely love it. And so I think that's the thing that attracts me to this the most is the passion for it, the toughness and mental fortitude that it takes. And uh, I'll, I'll always be a big track guy. So hope everybody's enjoying these interviews with these athletes that competed uh, at the U.S. Olympic trials because uh, it's great prep for the Olympics. Uh, Olympic track is one of my favorite things in the world to talk about, to cover, to watch, all of the above. 
So uh, hopefully you're enjoying some of this prep as well and then rehashing some of the best in the state of Montana. It's Nuanas Now, one-stop shop for all things sports around the great state of Montana each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Another quote-unquote poll is out. It's not a poll. I'll tell you why and what I think of the rankings from Hero Sports for the FCS right after this. Keep it right here on ESPN Missoula. Juan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, statewide. Thanks so much for kicking it with us on a Thursday. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount in Missoula. They boast the largest inventory of trucks of anyone in the Pacific Northwest. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. Go check it all out at nwmsrocks.com. What is a poll? A poll for the top 25 that has become so famous for both college basketball and college football is when you have a variety, a panel of certified voters, people that are veteran sports writers, media people, uh, involved in conferences, conference administrators. The Stats FCS poll has 160 voters, which yours truly, Coulter Nuanas, is one of. Some of the stuff that's come out in terms of the national FCS coverage is good. It's good for the conversation. Uh, It's good for this time of year, giving us something to talk about. These are not polls. Athlon Sports, that uh, they were the first, quote-unquote, poll to come out. It's not a poll. It's Craig Haley's rankings. Craig Haley does a great job. He's entitled to his opinion. His opinions are very valid. He's covered the FCS at a national level for longer than anybody in the country, to my uh, knowledge. So it certainly has validity. But it's not a poll. Hero Sports, our good buddy Sam Herter, great friend of this show, comes on all the time during uh, football season. He uh, and his guys at Hero Sports also released a preseason top 25 today again. They did not pin this as a poll, but I just want you to know that this is not a poll. Polls are when people vote in it. These are rankings. These are power rankings, as it were, basically. Or, or it's the Hero Sports Top 25. It's fine to call it that. It's not a poll. He did not call it that. Hero Sports did not call it that. I'm just trying to make sure you... The uh, thirsty sports fan knows what we're getting at here. Regardless, Hero Sports did put out their top 25 today. Five Big Sky teams are ranked. In reverse order, they are. Defending co-Big Sky champions, Sacramento State, they are tied for 23rd. Eastern Washington at 16th. Montana is 9th. Weber State and Montana State are tied for 7th. The top six is as followed. Delaware is at 6. Southern Illinois is at 5. North Dakota State is at 4. South Dakota State is at three. James Madison is at two. And Sam Houston, the spring season national champion, is at number one. I have no problem with this. I believe that uh, Delaware, Southern Illinois, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, James Madison, and Sam Houston, I have no idea if those teams are better than Montana, Montana State, Weber State. I tend to think that not, not all of them are. I think that Montana, Montana State, and Weber State will fit all three somewhere in the top six in the country, maybe the top five in the country when things are all said and done. I particularly think that Montana and Montana State are going to be outstanding this year. I'm not just saying that because this is a statewide broadcast in the great treasure state. I truly objectively think that Montana and Montana State are two of the top four teams in the country. I think the Grizz have as much depth and ferocity uh, at amongst their ranks as well as some elite talent at wide receiver and some of the other skill positions on offense that I think that they're a top three or four team. I think Montana State has an embarrassment of riches. I think Montana State has an opportunity to have not only the best offensive line and front seven in the big sky, but the, one of the best offensive lines, one of the best front sevens in the entire FCS. The biggest question for Montana State is obviously Brent Began, the new head coach and his coaching staff. How do they take that talent and operate? What do they do with their embarrassment of riches? Uh, I think that they don't delineate too much from the identity Montana State has um, – crafted over the last four years, four seasons, five years. 
then they're going to be just okay because I think they have enough dudes to just let it roll. I think that the big question marks will come in year two and three for Vegan, but I think coming into this year, they just have so many guys, so much depth, uh, and great players at the right spots that Montana State is going to be right there. But regardless, I do think that the Cats and the Grizz, when it's all said and done, are going to be top four teams. I certainly expect Cat-Grizz, the rivalry game in Missoula this year, to be a... Uh, a game for a seed. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think that there's a, a good chance it'll be like 2019 where the winner and the loser get a seed. It's just the winner gets a higher seed. So I think that uh, the rivalry's in good place. I think that these two teams in Montana have a chance to be as good simultaneously as they have been at the same time since I first moved back to Montana back in 2011. So that's 10 full years since the last time these two teams were this good at the same time. So I got no problem with this poll uh, I also just I think that there are some opportunities for a lot of the Big Sky teams to make noise. I know I've already stated my opinion in terms of uh, Eastern Washington. I think that Eastern Washington has a lot of stuff going on within their athletic department that's going to give them uh, some headaches uh, just in terms of distractions. When there's unrest, especially amongst uh young people, that almost never, unless it is a uniting and motivating factor, uh, dysfunctionality hardly ever caters towards success, especially if it's not honed and channeled into a consistent and um, tactful message for the entire team. There's been so much turnover at Eastern Washington across the athletic administration, whether it's administrators, coaches. Um, Aaron Best has had a ton of turnover on his staff. And I, I know Eastern Washington still has great players. Eric Berry is one of the best in the country at quarterback. And they have some weapons all the way across the board. Uh, and, and I do still think that Eastern is good enough as a program and have enough talent that being somewhere ranked in the top 20 is, is exactly uh, where they should and could be. Uh, but I also think that them being the fourth-ranked Big Sky team is accurate. And I think that I would actually probably rank them behind Sacramento State as well just because of what Sac State accomplished in 2019. I know Sac State has some big question marks, particularly the replacement of Kevin Thompson. But the fact that Troy Taylor... And his crew and that Hornet squad was the first to opt out of the spring season. They're going to have a guy at quarterback ready. That they're just going to. Troy Taylor is a guru when it comes to quarterbacks. He is going to have a guy that's ready to roll. And Sack has a lot of talent across the board. So I think that uh, Sack's going to be right there. I think they'll be above Eastern Washington. Uh, but I think that Montana, Montana State. I know that uh, especially among my pundits in the in the uh, state of Montana. I've been the biggest advocate for Weber State. Weber State plays, plays what most people will consider sort of boring football. It's very defensive-oriented. It's very physically uh, imposing style. But they've also done a great job of winning in the little things, getting the best players in the conference and the country at the non-glamour positions, the positions like kicker and kick returner, and they still have some of those guys. That said, and I've always – Weber State is in the midst now of – of four consecutive conference titles if you throw in this one that they just won in the spring. But I'm taking a step back on Weber State. I still think Weber's going to be good. I think they're going to be a top-10 team. But I think that Montana and Montana State have now vaulted ahead of Weber State in my Big Sky Conference power ranking. So I think this is going to be an exciting fall, a great time to be a Montanan. And I think that Montana and Montana State are going to be on a collision course uh, for some great things by the end of the season. Uh, breaking down the schedules and all that, haven't totally dove into that. The Big Sky Conference kickoff, the, the Big Sky Media Days, as it were, they are ahead of us here about 28 days away, so four weeks away. Uh, 20, it's the uh, J- July 26th. Monday, July 26th is when they will occur. We'll be doing Nuanas now, by the way, live from the Big Sky kickoff in Spokane. And so we'll have a... a a ton of coverage for that, but I'll start breaking down the schedules right before then, right before I fill out my poll and give you sort of the power rankings. I do think the Grizz have a more favorable schedule than the Bobcats, and that could be an advantage when it comes to picking where these teams are going to finish. But I think that the, the point of the matter is that as long as you understand that these re- rankings early, most of them aren't polls. We'll give you the polls when they actually come out. But I think that uh, motivation probably for both Montana and Montana State to be you know, seventh and ninth is good, but I think that these two teams are top four teams. So I think that they'll be right there at the end of the year. We'll see what that motivational factor is like, if there is any uh, from these things. Uh, but regardless, you know, it's also not unexpected that the teams from the Big Sky that didn't play Montana, Montana State, among the and Sacramento State, are maybe a little underrated in these top twenty-five rankings as well. Ton more to hash out when it comes to the landscape of FCS football. But we'll continue to do that throughout this week, throughout this month, and for the rest of the calendar year because we got a football season on the horizon, and I can't wait. Hour one in the books, 
Hour 2, Nuana's now coming at you hot. And I mean real hot. The chick who doesn't know sports, our good friend Carolyn. This is not pre-recorded. The mics are going to be hot. I'm worried. She's never been unedited before, ever. She's not going to be in studio. You're still going to have the allure of maybe what she looks like, which is one of my funniest and favorite things that we got going on here at ESPN Missoula. But uh, hour number two, we'll get started off with this week's Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports back with our good friend Carolyn on 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Nuana is now right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications can to more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 